Yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. Um, I mean, all I do now is think and, and breathe the perimenopause and menopause. And if someone had told me even five, ten years ago that I would be doing this, I would have said, no, honestly, really? Is there enough work to keep me going? And But I actually feel, you're very complimentary, but the work I'm doing is just the tip of the iceberg. It, you know, I've only just started what I want to do. Um, and... You know, a lot of my work actually is about reaching people that I'll never meet, I'll never speak to. And, you know, as you know, it's a real privilege being a doctor. And it's a real, I just love having patients in front of me, knowing that you can listen to them, you can work with them as a partnership to get give them the best treatment that you can with the available evidence that you have. But actually, I get more satisfaction from hearing stories from women who have never met me, who have used my resources and... Um, got help in their own country or um, in what they want so um, yeah so I obviously do a lot of work within my clinic we uh, we see over 4,000 women a month through the clinic and um, I have over 100 clinicians that work with me Um, but my work is um, you know and I'm embarrassed about my clinic actually my my goal my my measure of success would be my clinic could close because as you know it's a private clinic no one in my mind should be paying to receive their own hormones and most women we see really shouldn't be coming they don't want to come but they're just being failed by the NHS so um, having the um, balance app the free app that we developed a couple of years ago is yeah yeah well I, I wanted to set that up and everyone thought that I was mad and in fact people that work with me in the clinic said just focus on one thing people who focus on more than one thing will be set up to fail but then also one of my directors Marcus Daly said to me Louise just slow down you can't help everyone and then when someone tells you you can't do it it makes you more determined so I thought well actually I can I'm going to show him I can do it because my mission is to improve the global health of all women and you know I can't do that in my clinic that would be stupid so for me having an app was just seemed to be a really natural progression really we, I'd already developed the menopause doctor website which is now we've changed it to balance-menopause.com and we've got over two and a half thousand resources on it but it, it just seemed the app was the next level trying to get into the you know more modern times um, but that took a lot of work to find the right team behind it who could really understand what I wanted to do um, so we've got I think over 650,000 users in 218 countries. So it's phenomenal, actually, what we're doing. Um, but then I've also got a not-for-profit company doing research and education. And so a lot of the reason that people come to us is because they, as I say, haven't been given the right help, advice and treatment. So rather than just whinging about it, I realise that people don't listen to whinges. I need to put my money where my mouth is, really. And so... Um, we've developed this education program and I did it a long time before COVID actually and I made it a remote program because I've got three children which study leave is really precious to me and I found that I was going to a lot of lectures and you know having to look after the children maybe pay for a hotel room sit in a lecture theatre and come away thinking "Mm, I probably could have done that in half an hour and um, so I we did this as a remote learning program but we've also videoed a lot of consultations because I learned the most by sitting in a consultation and um, you know watching what goes on and it's not always practical is it to do at scale so we 
use mattresses and a group of us got together and filmed different scenarios and linked everything to the available evidence. So there's a lot of links to to papers, to guidelines, to um, research documents, and also to patient information resources because I've spent a lot of time empowering patients because this partnership that we have with our patients is crucial. So we were going to... um, charge for it because we needed to make money to cover our costs but um, I decided to make it free um, wrongly or rightly but we've had over 26,000 downloads of the course which shows the thirst for knowledge actually and um, so that's that's been really good and we've got a menopause society where we've brought together people from different corners of the globe literally and multidisciplinary as well so it's trying to make people aware who maybe aren't aware of the menopause so with healthcare professionals we're doing a lot of work with psychiatrists and cardiologists and urologists who just think menopause may be a few hot flushes and are not understanding the enormity of it Um, and then I spend quite a lot of time with NHS England on their national menopause program and also with the government on the UK government menopause task force but again that is a lot about awareness and education, which is improving. And as you know, I do a lot of media work as well, but it's, that's not enough just talking about it. We've got to go to the next step is allowing women to have their hormones back if that's what they want, um, because the minority of women are still taking HRT and in areas of social deprivation, it's really low. It's as low as 2% in some areas. Um, and I can't think of any other area of medicine where people are so neglected. So, yeah, yes, absolutely. And it, and it is one of those things, it's interesting you say myopia is in short-sightedness because once you see the menopause, you can't unsee it. And although I think I'm a holistic practitioner and I've got a lot of medical training, general medicine training, as well as general practice training, I never saw the menopause in thousands of my patients. I, you know, I've seen over the years, I used to sit in cardiology clinics as a senior house officer, see all these middle-aged women with palpitations, wouldn't even cross my mind asking about their periods or their hormones. You know, I'd go to a rheumatology clinic and I would see people with, you know, uh, uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, just muscle joint pains, didn't even think, and then psychiatry. You know, we see so many women who are really struggle with their mental health and we're just funding a PhD student in suicide prevention as well and uh, we know suicide increases a factor of seven in women in their late 40s but again most psychiatrists know nothing about the menopause and certainly don't prescribe HRT so we're doing a lot of work with the Royal College of Psychiatrists we've just developed a training module for a psychiatrist but you know there's a lot of interest but it's getting to the next level is is quite hard. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the big thing is you want to make a difference. The reason we went into medicine, and I'm sure you're the same, is to really make a difference to people. Um, And it's also, I think I'm really pushed by stories that I hear. So naively, when I opened my clinic, um, I opened on my own six years ago, and the the clinic that I now um, have, we opened just under four years ago. So it's very new. But um, I just thought I would see some local people mainly my friends and maybe help them get off antidepressants because that's all what they were being given for their menopause and quite quickly I saw women from all over the country and now we do we see women from 104 out of the 108 counties and women from all socioeconomic backgrounds but when I see women who are 
given up their jobs and really some of them thinking about ending their lives and they have nowhere else to go then I it really drives me even more to think come on this is outrageous actually this isn't a lifestyle medicine this is actually something that is transformational and I think I'm because I'm different to a lot of menopause specialists I'm not a gynecologist as you know I'm very looking ahead about disease prevention and you know, we only need to read the newspaper every day and look at what's happening with the NHS at the minute. And so I feel sort of almost duty bound to allow as many women as possible to prevent as many diseases as possible and to have a treatment that is so cost effective at reducing cardiovascular disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, dementia. There's nothing else in medicine that will do that. Um, so I'm, I'm driven by stories. I'm driven by the fact that the majority of women are not being listened to. And... Um, and I think also I'm very lucky, actually, I work with the most amazing team of people and I've, you know, I th we, we now employ over 200 people and we um, uh, really, everyone is believing in the cause and the mission. It's not just a job for them, but it's a real privilege what we're doing. And I'm working with people who are big thought leaders, big business leaders. We've got someone who's a chief exec of an NHS trust coming to join us soon as a clinical director. So, you know, these people are, they believe in what I do, but they actually have skills way beyond mine. So when you have people who are working to their strengths and really enjoying it, you know, I, I don't, I don't really work. I just enjoy it. So I don't, you know, I, I work all the time, but it's really rewarding. And, you know, we've all had jobs where you feel like, what have I done? How have I really made a difference today? But I think we are making a difference and we're gathering some great people, not just in the UK, from worldwide. And I, I feel like people are starting to listen. Um, and it all sounds really rosy, doesn't it? There are lots that is are incredibly frustrating and there are a lot of people trying to block what I do every day but those people's voices are not as strong as the strength of the people that I'm helping so it's um yeah so it's interesting but I don't rest on my laurels I'm not sitting back thinking this is great <laughs> yeah so it's it's in Stratford-upon-Avon uh so but we see people obviously from all over but my clinic the clinicians that work with me are all over the UK we are opening a clinic in London actually and probably in Bournemouth and we're looking to open more centres uh, we were going to open some but then Covid obviously struck so um and menopause is I think one of the few specialties you can do remotely easily but there's nothing beats having a patient in front of you and for a lot of women they want to see face to face so um, that's why we're sort of working hard behind the scenes but we're also looking at how we reach areas of deprivation as well and how we reduce our costs even more and how we can do it in a really cost-effective way so there's a lot of work we are doing and we're doing a lot of work with pharmacists and nurses as well because although the majority of our clinicians are GPs I feel very strongly that you don't need to be a GP to deliver good quality menopause care and treatment and pharmacists and nurses are the way to go with a lot of it and we're doing a lot of work with yeah and we're doing a lot of work with some NHS trusts as well because 40% of the NHS workload are menopausal women we know around 10% give up their jobs because of anxiety memory problems fatigue related to their menopause so 10% of 40% is a lot of women who are leaving the NHS so we're working within some trusts as well to educate and you know <clears throat> help help them to receive the right treatment 
No, so that's for the, the um, it's called Confidence in the Menopause and that's for healthcare professionals, but it's for doctors, nurses, pharmacists, we've uh, even undergraduates, we're working with um, other people to make it more bespoke. So we're doing a special undergraduate course, we're doing a special pharmacist course as well. But to be honest, anyone can access anything because there's a whole series of consultations, there's also lectures as well. So that's for healthcare professionals. And then uh, through Balance, we've got um, we've actually just launched a Balance Plus, which is a paid for part because we need to pay for Balance. So it's just so we can recirculate the money because we don't have external funding for it, um, and that really will give people the next level of education about their their diet, exercise, and also there's um, webinars that uh, that I do with, with ex other experts, but also the consultations that we use for the education program we're actually allowing people to see those as well and we've um, given information pertinent for patients on there as well so they can learn how they what they should get out of their consultations um, and what we want to do and what we're working hard to do is get other corporates to pay for this through their well-being packages because I feel very strongly that women shouldn't be paying for it because they get you know they they have enough suffering so we're trying to push it out through through corporates because we know actually if women we know that women using the apps um 70 percent of them or around that are able to access treatment and that's because they're more empowered with information but we also know that um, the majority of women using the app have better mental health and physical health as well and you know the treatment of the menopause is often having the right hormones, but it's also really important to look at nutrition and exercise and well-being. It all goes together, as you know, and it's you know it's the same with osteoporosis, isn't it? There's no one single treatment, so we can educate and empower people, and that's really important as well because I think for too long the menopause has just been thought of something that affects middle-aged women or old women, and it's a hot flash and it will be gone in a few years and. Even some of the work I do with the government, they talk about having menopause leave so women can leave the workplace, go part-time, have flexible hours. Well, as a menopausal woman, I don't want to go part-time because that means I'll be paid less and that means I can't look after my kids. And, you know, I want to be the top of my game. I've worked really hard to where I am. And so have a lot of people my age. Um, but that so it's making sure that it's not just seen as a there, there, never mind, dear, sort of... You know, um, and we know the risk of disease, you know, the risk of a heart attack escalates, increases by a factor of five after the menopause. Um, so we can't deny the health risks. And, and then early menopause, as you know, you know, the risk of osteoporosis, for example, in women who have an early menopause is so much higher because they have longer without their hormones. Um, and often it's not addressed. And as you know, HRT is a treatment for the for osteoporosis, but there's very few people that actually treat osteoporosis with HRT. Yeah, but you know what you do about it, don't you? They can just have some hormones as well as breastfeeding. So, you know, because, yeah, and we're doing a lot of translations as well. So um, we've um, got some translations of videos and also written information um, in Punjabi, Hindi, Spanish, Welsh, French, and we had one yesterday in Chinese, actually. So we're trying to expand that as well. So, yeah. Oh, thank you for inviting me.